Phillips here. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Austin. How are you doing? Thanks Thanks for having me on tonight. Anything. Anything for you, Carson. How are you? Pretty good. You know, just, uh, you know, SBCC golf legend. Right. Always on my grind. Just just got off practice, and now we're here about ready to talk some baseball. So, pretty good. Well, can you can you tell us about the golf season so far? I heard you had an, an okay day the other day. It. It's been so up and down, literally so up and down. Um, it's crazy how uh, how hard golf is mentally because yesterday I was two over through like 14 holes and played my last four, six over. Um, but overall, I've been playing well, so it's all smiles here on the golf front. And that's that's all that really matters. And, and you know, we're, we're going to be golfing it up here next year, uh, me, and you, me, you, and Saul, with uh, you, the future duck legend. Not there yet, but you're you're getting there. Um, yeah, excited, it's, uh, upcoming for sure. Right. Um, should we get right into it? Should we should we start talking some some gaucho baseball? Yeah, let's do it. So some some weird stuff for this for the season for the gauchos, which I feel like we need to kind of address first. Um, they don't have a home, which is is unusual. Uh, naturally, in, in in college athletics, you expect teams, you know, UC Santa Barbara, you expect them to be playing at Santa Barbara. But it's pretty clearly affected them to the start of the season. This is a team that was ranked coming into the year, but has some some pretty tough losses to this point in the year, and for the second straight year has had to move this series from Santa Barbara to Eugene. So uh, this is kind of open-ended, but how do you feel like that that lack of a, a home stadium has affected the Gauchos so far this year? Well, yeah, this is something that goes back not just you know because of the rain the past couple weeks, which last year was the case. It only got the, the series only got moved because of the crazy rain that. Santa Barbara was getting, which is crazy. Don't think you'd ever say that, oh, we're moving a baseball series to Eugene, Oregon from Santa Barbara because it's raining too much in Santa Barbara. Nonetheless, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing. They were trying to put turf in at Cesar Usaka Stadium back in November. They got started with it, and then the city declined it, and then it kind of they were trying to scramble to put grass in, and it started raining. And it, it's just been a whole thing since November where – yeah, the Gauchos haven't had a place to play or practice. The only facilities they've had are, are batting cages, so they've been all over the place. I know that they have been at my old high school, Dos Pueblos High School, um, a high school in Montecito. They've traveled as far as Fresno and Lake Elsinore uh, to play where the Lake Elsinore Storm play, uh, which is a single-A affiliate for the San Diego Padres. They, I mean, they've been all over the place. It's It's been really hard to cover them, almost impossible to, to cover them. Um, at least from from our perspective, I, and I haven't gotten the chance to talk to any of the players about this, but I mean, I I, I did talk to one of their guys, and they said that I mean, I, I he said he was falling asleep at eleven o'clock at night, didn't know where their practice was at noon the next day. Like it's 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 been pretty, it's been a rough go so far, and I mean, yeah, the, the they haven't had the easiest schedule. I mean, Campbell's a pretty good team. That's a pretty tough start to the season, and. I mean that's a tough series loss too, but yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a roller coaster thus far, especially on that field front. Yeah, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the schedule so far because I think Campbell, you know, you lose that series in the first weekend of the year and and it's not feeling great on paper, but then I think as we've all realized, Campbell, I, I, one of the nine Carolinas I think in the top twenty five, so Campbell's a really good school, and then losing to Sac State. That was another weird one in game one where they don't they, they think they're playing uh, in Santa Barbara until late that week, move up to Sac State, end up losing game one, but then dominating game two and game three. And then the loss to Pepperdine today, which I want to get into in a second, so don't talk too much about that one. But uh, 
what what was the, the the vibe of the the team through the first two weekends of the season, the Campbell and the Sac State series? What what went wrong? What went right? What are the positives? What are the negatives that you took from that? I just the Campbell series. I mean, they're a good team, and you're going to lose the first series of a year to a good like that happens. You know, scoring twenty runs in the opener. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good start right there. Then losing the next uh, by one run. I mean, all the games except for the first were close and competitive, and I think that that is uh, a good sign. And um, there weren't very many blow-ups. Was, they got beat, and I think that that happens. As for the Sacramento State series, they were actually supposed to play in Fresno, and the night before the game, or maybe uh, maybe like 35 hours before the game, it the the I forget the field, so forgive me for this, but they they declined their invitation. Mm. Um, they originally said, yes, you can play here. Then 35 hours uh, before the game, they said, no, you can't. So it got moved to Sacramento State. So a little unfortunate there. Had to move all over the place. Um, I, I'd say they took care of business against Sacramento State. They lost that first game with an uncharacteristically bad start uh, from Matt Ager, who is one of, I mean, he's the Friday night guy. He's a, he's a dog. Uh, only went four innings, gave up five hits, three runs, kind of got hit around a little bit. So I don't know tough it's just tough like moving around bouncing around like they have um and to drop one game in that series with a fluky bad start from your best starter i don't think that you hate where you're at necessarily right now matt ager uh i believe pleasanton legend correct yes pleasanton legend same high school as crawdad legend jackson flora which I, i i feel like we have to talk about i mean we have the two, you know, greatest crawdads of all time, you and I, on this show, um, and it was it was a tough day for our boys today. You know, we but they've been really good at the back end of the bullpen. I do feel like we should shout them out uh, specifically. Like the the two of them have been really good. We're talking about Ryan Troy. We're talking about Jackson Flora, who combined have gone to throw seven innings. They have thirteen strikeouts and just five walks between the two of them. Um, you know, they've been really good. A, a little bit of blow up today. What did you see in the game today, and then what have you seen from the two of them? I feel like again we got it. We got to shout out our boys. Um, what have you seen from the two of them this year? Yeah, the the two of them, they've been fantastic. Forget about today. <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to to watch it, but you just got to forget about it because it's so tough. I mean, they were winning nine five going into I think the ninth inning and gave yep. up nine four going into the ninth, gave up six in the in the bottom of the ninth to lose to Pepperdine. Um, I mean, that doesn't happen often with, you know, a a ranked team like UCSB, but it happened today and uh, just a little bit tough. Uh, They had Prosky out there trying to close it out for the ninth. He couldn't get it done. Flora came in. um, He couldn't get it done. Had to face seven batters. And then Troy obviously couldn't get it done either. Did have a strikeout, but walked in the, the winning run, which is unfortunate because Ryan's been really, really good. Austin, you know this. He has all the talent in the world, right? That low to mid-90s fastball, the wipeout slider. It's just if he can command it. This year, for the most part, the walks haven't really killed him. I think he's thrown now three innings. Does have three walks, but a good amount of strikeouts. He's, he's being competitive in the zone. Um, and then as for Jackson Flora, I love this kid. I mean, we were told the scouting report over the summer was 94 on the corners. And... I, He's been 97 on the corners to start Hello. this year. Yeah, um, so a little bit of a jump there. Uh, he's, he's bulked up a little bit from the last time 
that uh, I saw him in the summer. I actually saw him at uh, Freebirds in Isla Vista a couple weeks ago and was surprised at how big he he was. He put on some muscle and um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be really, really good. And you just got to find a way to, to scratch today because it, it was a, just a bad loss. I mean, we know, we know how good both of them are going to be specifically Jackson Flora. Like we saw um, the scouts, the, the multiple scouts out there, uh, including some some ducks some 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 cow bears like there were there were a lot of people out there um but yeah they're they're both going to be great i i want to talk a little bit more about the gaucho pitching because i i feel like that's kind of been the story of the gauchos for the last few years and and how they've started to dominate the the conference is is their pitching matt ager you talked about him i want to hear a little bit more about him but what can we expect from the rest of the starting rotation for the gauchos yeah i mean it's it's really really solid uh Obviously, Matt Ager, we've talked about. Another guy that I really like, the redshirt sophomore, Ryan Gallagher. Well, I work at a golf course, and he's a huge golf guy. I see him and uh, Aaron Parker, a catcher out there all the time. So just a little little funny there. But, yeah, Ryan Gallagher is, is really, really awesome. And his one start this year against Sac State, five innings, seven Ks, a walk. Um, and then their, their Sunday guy, Mike Gutierrez, is also really, really good. Mike is a lefty. Um, I don't have his numbers up in front of me right now, but uh, yeah, the left-hander, not going to blow you away with the fastball, 85 to 88, but throw strikes, and then, and that's just what you need to do in, in college baseball in the Big West. If you throw strikes and you have a good slider like Mike Gutierrez does, it, it, it bodes well. So that that, ro- that rotation of three guys is is up there for best in the Big West, if not the best, for sure. And it feels like there's there's some guys specifically on the pitching side. I think Hudson Barrett's the guy that comes to mind that has all the stuff to compete. We saw it last year; he was dominant, and it just hasn't been there. Um, who are who are some of the other names in, in the bullpen or or the bats that you feel like could really have a breakout series this week against the Ducks? So one guy I'm kind of keeping my eyes on is Aaron Parker, who I did mention. He's a little bit banged up right now. Um, had a, a knee injury, but I was told today because I was asking about him, uh, that he's, he's close to coming back. So I'm, I'm hopeful that you guys will get to see him in Eugene because he's a little short, bigger guy that just flat-out rakes. So if he's able to get onto the field um, and, and healthy, watch out for him. And another guy that, that I think could have a really, really big series who Austin – you know, Ivan Bradauer, what, oh, yeah. eight home oh, runs yeah. in 13, 13 yeah. games over the summer, something ridiculous no, like I think that. There was, I think there was it. a point where it was like seven home runs in like 23 at-bats or something crazy like that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's unheard of. Right. It really is. And um, and for kind of my final bat, I would say, not even final bat, but another guy to really, really watch out for is Justin Trimble. I actually played, when I played baseball back in high school, we played him, and I think he hit two home runs in the game, one off of uh, um, Ryan Spacek, who Austin, you know, I talk about him all the time. But a little bit. Anyway, not yeah, – yeah, Justin Trimble, he's got two home runs already this year. He won Big West Offensive Player of the Week for this week. So uh, he's got a sweet lefty swing and with some pop. So, uh, yeah, those are kind of my bats that, that I would look out for the – I really liked all three of them because they supply some power in this Gaucho lineup, which I think is a little bit lacking of power without them. For the rest of the year for the Gauchos, what are you looking for? What What do you think is is kind of the ceiling for this team? I mean, it's 
it's interesting because they have such good pitching, It's but it hasn't been great to start. So if they're able to get that going and just, I think all they got to do is score five runs a game and they're going to be hard to beat. And I think this is going to be a really fun series coming up against Oregon. Oregon has looked really good to start this year. Um, haven't paid attention too closely to them, but I've seen some highlights and it's been a lot of fun. Um, and then, I mean, the Big West is always good. So they just, it's, it's almost a transition period for the Gauchos. They're moving off of guys like uh, Nick Vogt, uh, Jared Sundstrom, Jordan Sprinkle who got drafted a couple of years ago. But all these guys are starting to phase out. It seems like a new era of Gaucho baseball, more co- more contact-oriented. I think this, this team is going to hit a, get a lot of base hits, not strike out a lot, steal a ton of bags. I think that's going to be the identity of this team going forward. And I think if they're able to score five runs a game, they're going to be – dominant pitching once it starts to, you know, I think water always finds its level, right? So these guys that are super talented, super good are, are going to start figuring it out um, shortly. And when they do it, it's going to be wraps. Carson, thanks for hopping on quack smack. If we want to find more of your work, plug your Twitter, your whatever social media you want to plug. Uh, and then tell us about your, your broadcasting for the rest of the year. Where can we do all of that? Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just my name, Carson.Mercier, that's M-E-R-C-I-E-R, uh, Mercier underscore Carson on Twitter, or X. And then, yeah, I'm at KCSB Sports here for UC Santa Barbara, the student radio uh, station for the Gauchos. And, yeah, you find us on Mixer. We post um, on our Instagram story, at KCSB Sports on Instagram, and big game coming up on Thursday, UCSB versus Cal Poly blue-green rivalry game. Should be a lot of fun. It's the men's or the men's basketball team in the Dome. So tune in. It should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks, Carson. Hopefully this is uh, your last Quack Smack until you are in the studio. Um, I can't wait to, <laughs> All right, to see Austin. you back in the studio. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Have a good night. All right, that was Carson Mercier, KCSB Sports, future Duck legend. We're going to step aside when we come back. We'll talk Oregon baseball. Uh, We're going to break down the first couple weekends for the Ducks. Don't want to miss it. Be right back. KWVA. 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 The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking. Now 